0: Shut up and sit, and sit down. down. No matter what anybody tells you,
1: words and ideas can change the world. A guy like me should never be allowed to get in here in the first place. I know that. Either I'm dead right or I'm crazy. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
0: <laughs> There's only one person in the world to decide what I'm going to do, with that me.
1: Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Good to Welcome everyone to a very very special episode of the Kevin King Show. With me today, I have a um, a good, I guess I would say a good friend, a podcaster from EmmaCatherine.com. It is uh, none other than my wife, Emma. Uh, good to have you. Uh, good to have you here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it.
1: This is a um, a kind of a cross collaboration between you blog about. A lot of different stuff, but a lot about finances and what we do with our budget, um, how to save money. And a lot of people like to find out more information about what you and I are doing. And I like the idea of also talking about how we handle personal finances. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to kind of give people some tips and tricks about what we have been doing um, to try to get on a better financial course.
0: Awesome. I hope we don't scare anybody off from budgeting and financial management
1: no I I I don't think that will be the case because I think if there's anything that we can do it is tell people that absolutely anyone can do it because we're not very good at it
0: I agree with that
1: Um, what I wanted to start with is you and I came from different um, financial situations when we first um, got together and engaged and then married and we had to sit down and have the conversation, the big budget financial picture conversation. And um, I want you to kind of take the lead on that because what was it like for you to, to sit down and talk to someone who, you know, I had some credit card debt and student loans and, um, you know, things that you did not have to deal with. So how did the conversation go for you?
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty hard. So just to start out, I was very fortunate that my parents covered all of my college expenses. Um, I was very lucky. It was something that was definitely handed to me. Um, So getting engaged and then finding out about your debts at first, especially during our engagement period, it was very much a, well, that's, that's your problem. That's you. And then there's me. And I think that upon getting married and really combining our budgets, the hardest part about that was engaging in this. Okay what's yours is mine, whether it be the good stuff, the bad stuff or debt. And so getting that mentality of we're going to tackle this together, we're in this together, I think was one of the harder parts. But once we got to that point, I feel like managing the budget as a team is so much easier and in the long run it's so much healthier too because if you sit down and play that yours and mine game there's gonna be a lot of resentment there's gonna be a lot of hard feelings and Just had to come a long way to get to that point.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I completely agree that I think the hardest part is when you, I mean, every couple faces that. So when you are moving from this is my money and I spend it how I want to, to this is our money, we have to figure out how to spend it together. And then you layer on top of that. You know, it, it sort of magnifies any bad habits or existing problems in the past, or just things like student loans. And then you're sitting down, going, "Well, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this, and now I have to deal with it." Um, so I think it makes it a pretty, it's a pretty daunting conversation. I think we put it off, or would talk about little pieces at a time, and then circle back to it when um when one of us was in a better mood to discuss it.
0: Yeah, it was definitely hard. I mean, you found out that I had a. Clothing buying habit, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, between what is it, Bavello and Starbucks, we, Banana
0: uh, Republic.
1: Yeah, we um, we had different priorities on what we we thought was important ways to spend our money for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, and I think some Wild Wings and other eating out establishments popped up on your your statements a little bit more, too. So we definitely had our our values and our ways of spending money and where we wanted to spend that money. And it took sitting down and discussing it and coming up with compromises for a lot, which is how any good relationship is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's still an absolute struggle. I mean, we we talk about this on a weekly basis. There's always Emma looks at me and goes, why are you spending money on eating lunch out? Or why do you want to go out to eat tonight? And I'm like, I just I don't want to eat at home. And um, and it's kind of the same thing for me when she goes, oh no, my hair dryer is out. Look at this $200 hair dryer and I have a heart attack, <laughs> right?
0: Well, I don't want my hair to catch on fire, which is a very big possibility. You, you know,
1: <laughs> hair safety is of utmost importance in this household. Um, so I think it, it, it is difficult where I think that you, you kind of have to cede as long as, you know, we, we got both got on the same page saying we're both very serious about this. We want to get debt out of the way so that we can maximize our income for savings and retirement and things that we want to do without feeling guilty about it. And, um, and in order to do that, we kind of had to cede, well... You know here's a budget amount so so one of the methods that we use to kind of handle that situation is we gave each other an allowance that's just cash do with it what you want to
0: if there is one thing that any couple takes away from this uh podcast today it's give yourself grace and we do that by giving each other cash. Kevin takes his allowance and if he spends it on lunch or drinks whatever I don't know I don't care it's his money and same for mine I ride horses there are a lot of expenses that come up. Um, It is just wonderful for us to each have a little bit of spending money that is not under the scrutiny of the other and I think that allowance allows that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree that the allowance gives you the ability to have just that discretionary spending and you don't have to have a conversation about every little thing that you're going to spend. I think if we had to agree on everything we spent money on. We would never get anything accomplished
0: you'd probably be living in the doghouse in the backyard
1: i would yes i would not be living here, and and it is because you you have to realize that the other person has a completely can have a completely different set of priorities for what they think is is a good use of money i mean even when we go out to eat you say i'd rather have a ten dollar margarita than probably an entree and i'm going well i want food and and i don't care anything about getting a beer or a drink or something else so i mean even but your
0: sweet tea addiction is something fierce you had to bring that up yes of course you had to bring that
1: up i know it's expensive now it's like 250 a glass
0: which is not much to think about but this is where budgeting takes place it's the little things add up
1: yeah it does um So that's what you kind of have to do is just get on the same page and have a you know have a discussion and be able to to understand that you're coming from different viewpoints definitely um and so what i um the next thing i had down is to talk a little bit about what like what does a budget look like and i think this is something that i academically understand what a budget is but it's not until you sit down and make a budget that you're actually going, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like you hear the word budget everywhere. Governments have budgets, businesses have budgets, individuals should have budgets. Um, but they're, I mean, they literally never teach you anything about making a budget or operating under a budget in school. So, um, you know, I think it's been a learning process for both of us. What What do you think is your biggest takeaway on what someone should do when they're starting a budget out for the first time?
0: So, I think of a budget as a plan for your money. It is tracking where your dollars, where your cents are going, and just knowing where they're going to work. So, the way that we budget is a zero-dollar-based budget, so every single dollar that comes in through revenue is spent specifically towards a certain expense, and at the end of the month, everything should balance out for zero, and um, that's been... A big learning experience, I will say that your first month budgeting, we do a month-by-month budget but that does not mean that we talk about it the first of the month put it away and then pull it back out the next month no we're talking about it every few days really i wouldn't even say just every week and tracking where all of the expenses are coming from and when we first started it was a little hard i think we could probably laugh at how much money we thought we were putting towards groceries it was a very unrealistically low number so when we first got started um just coming up with kind of a rough estimate and then understanding that your budget is going to change month for month it's not something that you can just set up and forget about it it's always changing you're always having to keep an eye on it and um, things happen there we just had to replace the brake pads on my car and that was a 300 something dollar expense and Hopefully we're not going to have that next month, but just things like that. It's it's constantly changing. You're constantly honing in on where your money is going. And it's all about telling your money what to do, not vice versa.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would add on to that, um, to your point that my mentality changed when for some reason I had this. Idea that you sat down to make a budget and that was to map out your whole salary for the year and how much money theoretically you should be putting in, in you know, whether it be retirement or savings or trying to guess what the energy bill is going to be averaged out throughout the year or, you know, putting in all these different moving pieces and it seemed super overwhelming. And It kind of clicked to me that a a monthly budget is exactly how Emma put it. It's telling your money where to go. So the whole point is to sit down and say, okay, here's roughly the amount of money we should expect from our paychecks. And then just start breaking it down into what you reasonably think that you are going to spend in different categories. And some of the stuff you have an exact amount. So like our cell phone bill and Netflix and, you know, a few different things, Uh, car insurance and home insurance and, you know, the mortgage and everything, you know, exactly to the dollar what that's going to be. So that's the easy part. And you say, okay, this month I know these, you know, X amount of expenses are coming out. Um, but then you can just change it for the month. You might say, okay, like right now we've been talking about springtime coming up and working on stuff in the yard. And we said, okay, well, we're probably going to want, um, you know, some tools to work out in the yard and probably some plants and some flowers. So we're going to put that, you know, in the April budget or the May budget and, you Um, And then you just say, okay, well, now we have $50 to spend on flowers for the month and you put that in and then that never shows back up again until maybe April or May of next year. Right. So, you know, kind of tailoring it month by month, not feeling locked into it Um, and, and by planning ahead, it really helps you not it really helps to keep expenses from sneaking up on you because you know, in February we had some good friends come up and stay with us. So we said, Hey, in February we need an entertaining budget. So we know when they come into town, we're going to go out to eat, you know, we're going to want money to, you know, to pick up some drinks to have at the house and some snacks. And we, went ahead and planned that ahead. So when they came into town, we we weren't stressing going, oh my gosh, I don't get paid till next week. Or how much money do we have in the account? We knew we had set aside that amount.
0: That's the one thing I love too about budgeting. I feel like budget has such a horrible, horrible connotation. It's restraining your spending. It's I'm going to have a budget. So I'm not allowed to do X, Y, or Z. When in fact, it's the exact opposite. Because instead of thinking, oh my goodness, I wonder if I have that money, I have the freedom to spend my money the way I want to. I have the freedom to go out to eat. I have the freedom to buy that dress I wanted. I have the freedom to host guests in town. It it really is a freeing thing and it's absolutely wonderful. It's Done wonders for our marriage already. I think that being on the same page about where our money's going, I mean, what do they say? Finances are one of the number one reasons for divorce these days. Like, money is a big deal. And I think instead of talking about it from such a scary perspective, it needs to be of a freeing perspective because it's really done a lot for us, I think.
1: No, I think it absolutely is freeing. And you find that you're not scared to look at your bank account anymore because I think we've all been there. And it may not even be that you're afraid that you're out of money, but you go, oh, my gosh, what did we spend this weekend? You know, we we just decided on a whim to go out to eat and then we went down to the bar afterwards or we met up with some friends at a brewery and stuff. And all of a sudden your Friday through Sunday goes by. And Monday morning you go, holy cow, look at how much I spent. You know, I think that's where most people get themselves in trouble. It's not with major big purchases. Most people don't go out and just, you know, buy an RV or something. And that's where debt comes from. They they accumulate 50 extra dollars here and there. Um, or you know, one of the things that you and I do all the time is we'll check the bank account and go, okay, we have money in the account. Has something not come out yet? You know, like it's really easy with so many little expenses going on to keep track of of everything. And so, if you haven't accounted for all that money, you might go, hey, we've got an extra two hundred dollars. Let's go buy something or let's go do something. You go oh, I forgot, the car insurance hadn't come out yet or something like that.
0: Oh, the worst um, is when you write a check to someone and they take forever to deposit it. I don't know if anyone here has had that what's experience. What's a check? <laughs> what are
1: you talking about? Oh.
0: My little old lady self. I carry my checkbook in my purse still. I am totally that person.
1: No, it, and it is, and you forget about that, or maybe they don't cash it for a month, and, um, and then you spent that money, and then that comes out of, of money you thought you were going to have, and then the cycle. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've, i always liked the idea when you hear someone like Mr. Wonderful on uh, Shark Tank, and he says, I've got these little dollar soldiers, and i like to send them out and, and bring back more prisoners, Right. But it's the mentality of being very intentional with where your money is going. and Because you have to control it because it will control you. And it's not even... You know, like I said, something that's that's a major deal where you just go out and and buy a bunch of expensive, nice things. Although I'm sure some people do that, Um, but it can be something just as simple as losing track of the fact that you went out to dinner on a Friday night or something like that.
0: Oh, It's very easy to do. And my goodness, this day and age, it is so easy to spend a small fortune on going out to eat. Yeah, it is crazy.
1: No, food is, is super expensive. I mean, I think that's still our top budget item. As far as the discretionary goes, um, yeah. So I mean, um, making a budget is just one of those things. Like you said, I think you know the, the key takeaways are just tailor it to every month. It's yours. You're in charge. Like, if, if you want something, you just put it in the budget. It's, it's just supposed to let you account for your money. It's mm-hmm. not supposed to dictate your life, um, but to help you have control of the situation that you're in, I think is, is one of the biggest things. Um, and, you know, use software or something. We use the, the Dave Ramsey Every Dollar app. And so we have it both on our phones. You can log in on the computer. We go in, you know, every several days and log in. All of our expenses that happen for that week, because especially when you get into a two income household and one of you runs to the grocery store and the other forgets about that or
0: when Emma runs to the grocery store and Kevin (laughs) runs to the gas station to fill my car.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you go to the gas. I mean, that's one of the things that when you sit down and start tracking all of your expenses and you go, holy cow, I forgot that we made three trips to the grocery store in a week. You know just to pick up five or six dollars worth of stuff you do that three times a week four weeks a month all of a sudden you spent a lot of money that were just little items that you pick up so it kind of helps you really see where your where your money's going
0: oh we could do an entire podcast about grocery shopping
1: I think that you should Yes. that's what we'll do next is is have you come on and do all of your your coupon voodoo and and shopping tricks
0: I love it I feel like grocery shopping is there's no reason you should spend a bunch of money on food to eat at home. So I have so much fun doing couponing and finding the deals and coupon matching. And it's kind of nerdy, but it's kind of a passion of mine.
1: So I mentioned the, um, obviously, the Every Dollar app. What other resources do you use or have you found that have been helpful in, in charting this course? Because now we're, I mean, we're a solid, what, four or five months into budgeting Mm-hmm. For ourselves and we're finally getting the hang of it I mean it takes several months I wouldn't do it for a month or two or three and think that you can't do it because we're still figuring it out
0: yeah don't be discouraged because it's it's definitely a learning process and it, it just takes some time but one thing I'll add with the every dollar app and website we do not pay for a membership to use it if you do pay I'm not sure how much it is per year it'll automatically sync with your bank account and put all the stuff in for you. I kind of like going through and having to input everything myself. It gives me a really clear view of where our money's going. It, it's something that I feel at this stage in our process should not be automated because we really need to be aware of what's going on. We need to see where the money's going and figure out where we need to cut back, where we need to spend more. Um, I just started Dave Ramsey's. Um, Total Money Makeover? Is that correct? Yes. And I just feel like that is a great book to read, especially if you're in the process of going through the Dave Ramsey steps, which we can talk about as well. Um, It's a good way to get your head back in the game if you're faltering a little bit. Um, We kind of had a bit of a temper tantrum the other night about a bar cart that I really wanted to purchase. And now I'm like, well, we could spend that money towards a bar cart or we could... There is some more money towards our very large truck balance that we have right now. So it's a really good, good resource. All of Dave Ramsey's books really are, but Kevin, yeah. you've read them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Total Money Makeover and Financial Peace University. I listen to his podcast um, lately. It's been just about every day when, uh, when it's live on YouTube streaming while I'm sitting at my desk working, kind of have it on in the background. Um, because I think one of the biggest things is that mm. Doing a budget and being in charge of your finances and attempting to be completely debt-free and to use your money as leverage and not let finances control your life is is contradictory to the entire society that we live in. Everything has just become exponentially more instant gratification or comparison lifestyle where, um, you know, you meet up with friends and someone else is buying expensive drinks. So then you buy around, or you've got to buy something to look just as nice as one of your coworkers and they may be up to their eyeballs in debt or they may have a, you know, a grandfather who is an old tycoon, like you don't know other people's financial situations, but there's this need to, to equate to them when you see it so much in Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I think that's one of the, um, kind of one of the big things is that you have to realize that you are not going to fit in, in a way, like there's a lot of times, that Em and I have to just say, no, we can't do something. You know, we go, well, we can't just go out and, and do a bar crawl or something because we know by the time, you know, you Uber somewhere, you get several drinks a piece, it's easily $100, $150 to go to an event like that. And that's a huge chunk of a monthly budget.
0: Well, we used to do that.
1: Yeah. And we, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, touch on yeah, that. How, about
0: a year or two ago, we would go, I remember seeing in my time hop recently on Facebook talking about how we went out to eat two nights in a row. And I told Kevin, that's just so crazy to me. Because right now we um, do our best to eat out once a week. I know that for people trying to get out of debt, that might seem like a luxury, but it's something that is really important to us. We like getting out. We like spending a little bit of money on a dinner out. Something reasonable. But um, no, just to touch on like Dave Ramsey's steps, in case you didn't know too, the whole idea is to get out of debt. His his. Uh, theory behind all of it is that getting out of debt has to do with psychology, not necessarily math. And so we do the debt snowball. We attack the smallest debts first, the largest, knock out all of our debts. So we have a better spending power to put towards investments. And so um, right now we are working on a track payment and shortly student loans, but we come a long way since we started late last year.
1: Yeah, I mean I absolutely agree and I think that um you know switching that mentality is probably the most difficult part because I think you talked about your temper tantrum the other night and I've had mine, you know, I wanted a table saw recently and you want a a bar cart or a or a rug for the for the sitting room and things like that and you kind of have to both you have to both be on board and you both have to um, you know give and take a little bit and also realize that that you're going to be in that same position. Like I knew like I had to be the one that said, no, we can't order this right now. And the next day Emma was like, that was fine. You know, I needed you to do that. And the same thing to me when it, when it, when the time comes up.
0: Well, there's definitely good cop, bad cop going on. And I think being able to talk to each other and, and, I mean, this has taught me so much compassion, too. I mean, there are times when Kevin's like, we really need this. And I'm like, "Mm, no, we don't really need it. And it definitely goes both ways. And so being able to have those hard conversations and discuss it, I think it's been such a learning process. And I think that even once we get out of debt and we get to the point that we want to be in, I'm not saying I wish this upon anyone, but the lessons we're learning by doing this and being in it, it. It's amazing. Like I've I've already noticed a lot from it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And so to wrap things up, you mentioned a little bit about saving money on groceries and we don't have to go totally in depth because I do think you could do an entire podcast on, on, um, on just like couponing. Right. But what are some of the tips and tricks that you've learned? Um, because I think it's worth noting the Dave Ramsey plan is very, what they call like gazelle intense, where it's, you eat nothing but pasta and rice, and um, you put ninety percent of your of your budget towards debts and payments and getting rid of things, right? Um, you know, we have done what what I consider kind of a modified diet version. Instead of going all in, instead of doing the whole 30 of budgeting, we do the um, the paleo with with like a cheat day kind of thing is the way I look at with it. With cheese
0: on everything. Too. With
1: cheese. You have to have cheese on everything. <laughs> That's why I don't diet. But, um, but yeah, so we've done a modified version of that and it has cut back our expenses tremendously and we're making a lot of progress. Would we make bigger progress if we just... You know, lived on the strictest budgetary diet, so to speak. Yeah, of course. Um, But so so what are some of the tips that you have seen so that we still have somewhat of a normal life? Like a lot of people may not know that we are on a budgetary diet. We we might seem normal to some people in our lives.
0: Well, I'll be honest. You might say that. I have made it very obvious with my friends, at least. Especially, like I said, I ride horses. I'm at the barn all the time. Um, I've kind of had to make it known, y'all. Like, hey, I don't have money for things right now. I don't. I would love to go and do more. But I... It's kind of like they say, if someone walks in the room, you know if they're vegan and you know if they do CrossFit. I've kind of been the, you know if they're on a budget. Because I like people to know, hey, I can't go out to the fancy restaurant or I can't go compete in a horse show or go shopping this weekend. We're trying really hard to keep the budget in line. And if that means having friends over to the house, which we've done a lot of... Um, It makes it a lot easier. But, anyways, um, as far as grocery shopping goes, that's one of the biggest uh, fluctuating groups I felt that we could really cut back on when we first started budgeting. And so I really got into the couponing. Um, Just a couple of quick tricks. You don't have to be an extreme couponer, but I do recommend getting a Sunday newspaper that has coupons. Um, If you have a Harris Teeter in your area, that's a big thing here in the South. They double, they match your coupon, which means if you have up to 99 cents, if you have a... 99 cent coupon, they're gonna put in another 99 cents off. And that's every day, all the time. And then quite frequently, they do what they call super doubles, which is up to $2. So if you come in with a $2 off coupon, they're gonna give you another $2 off the item. And when you match that with the buy one get ones free or things that are already on sale, I take stuff home for free or pennies. I don't think I've spent more than 20 cents on a box of pasta lately. And again, it's not the super most healthy diet, but I like to say that our diet is healthy-ish. We're not eating ramen every night, but we are eating a lot of carbs. But as far as uh, proteins go, we do buy all of our proteins from Costco, really, whether it's chicken wings or chicken breast or ground beef or filets, we have not cut out our Sunday night steak dinners, which is something that we both value. So if that means eating Hamburger Helper or uh, hot dogs one night for dinner, we, we make room in the budget for our steak night.
1: But even then, you know, we've done the math on going out for a steak dinner versus cooking it at home. Um, You know, and I think that's one of the big that's been the biggest hurdle for me. I love to eat out. I grew up in a family where at one point in my life, I think we ate out every night of the week um, due to just
0: not my family.
1: I know yours is complete opposite. And to me, you don't think about the, the fact that that's not normal. Like it just doesn't occur to you that people don't just run out to dinner when, you know, you've got, you know, both parents working or you've got sports going on or all this crazy stuff. Cause at one point, you know, my sister's playing sports, I'm playing sports. My mom's working full-time, dad's traveling. Um, and, and so it's like, where can we just meet in the middle to eat real fast and move on to our next thing? So I just, I mean, when I met you, I ate out Pretty much every single meal. It killed me. Yeah.
0: But you also lived in a house that didn't have a working stove or a working... I think y'all had a microwave and that was about it.
1: We'll, we'll say that was the excuse. Yes. We'll use that as the excuse. Um, so now even in order to combat that, I mean, now it's down to... I, I use most of my uh, allowance every month on eating out for lunch because that's cheaper. So I can still eat out, but it's not the same as eating a dinner out. Um, and then... During the week, we just try to cook pretty good meals. I mean, we don't eat, like you said, we're not on a ramen diet by any means. Um, And we just plan ahead and try to buy as much stuff in bulk as cheap as possible.
0: Well, I was even joking with you yesterday. It is awesome that our love for Mexican food, which is a whole nother topic. Many of our first dates were over Mexican food. It's very cheap. Oh, yeah. Especially at lunchtime
1: yeah no i mean i think that that's been that's been clutch and just things that we mentioned about um, you know having friends over going to friend's house and 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 taking you know some craft beer or something with you in the craft beer day and age a pint is six dollars at every bar
0: oh i love craft
1: beer you can get a whole six pack for ten dollars so you know you can make some some easy things where you're not really (laughs) You can do this without making some huge sacrifice. Like if you want to start down the path, I think it's best to go all in, of course. Um, Which but, we
0: are not doing by any means.
1: Right. Well, I would say that, no, we are not on the super lean budgetary diet of being all in, but we're all in on the me- mentality of exactly getting rid of debt. So we're doing it in a moderate way. I just meant if you're saying, well, maybe I kind of am okay with the way my life is right now. Well, a way to start that is just say... Go ahead and cut, you know, a hundred dollars a month out by just not drinking out as much or something like that would be an easy way to cut back when you're really not losing anything in your, in your lifestyle.
0: Oh, definitely. Like I told Kevin earlier, I learned how to make a pretty good martini at home and that right there means a lot.
1: Yeah. And then a couple of other things that we've done are like, you can get a, um, a digital antenna receiver for your TV. So no need for cable. We get all the basic channels, which is great for football season.
0: No, we haven't paid for cable in ages. We have our Netflix subscription and we pay for Internet each month. And that gets us so much.
1: Yeah, no, it, it really does. And when you're not when you don't have 100 channels to choose from either, I think it's a lot easier to spend your time doing other things. Um, you know, one of the things that you do is is you've got a library card. So you go get free books all the time and you can get them downloaded to your Kindle. And
0: I love my library card. Yeah. Recently, Kevin helped me figure out how to download. You can rent books from the library and put them on your Kindle or your Nook or an iPad, any kind of e-reader. And it's life changing because let's be real, the flu was going around. I wasn't too crazy about bringing home a book. Paranoia much. I know. But getting digital copies is awesome. And there's no late fees because it expires and you're done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other little life hacks or anything off the top of my head other than, you know, cutting back on your digital media. We cut out subscriptions. Um, you know, that's something that we forget that there's a lot of free options, whether it be Pandora or the free Spotify. Um, we've cut back a lot on our cell phone bill. We had a huge data plan because um, we just did everything on our phones. And then we started to slowly cut it back to where we got down to one of the lowest data plans available. I mean, I think we've cut about $50 out of our cell budget just in the last couple of months.
0: But even so, we still pay a lot of money. Like It blows my mind how expensive cell phones are. And I mean, I know if we really wanted to, we could go to a flip phone option. <clears throat> I'm just not willing to do that.
1: You don't want a jitterbug?
0: Unfortunately, no. I just like to be able to listen to my Spotify or Pandora on my phone and scroll social media. Because let's be real, I do a lot of social media on there.
1: Well, where can people follow what you have been writing about our budget system and all the tips and tricks that you post all the time?
0: So I have a website. It's emma-katherine.com, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. I have a whole section, uh, basic on a budget, and I like to talk about my own ways of saving money. Recently, I talked about how I cut over $600 each year out of my coffee budget with one simple change. So I really recommend you go check that out if you have the coffee habit like i do um there's no fixing that kevin either by the way so
1: i've tried but (laughs) what can you do no
0: you gotta have the coffee and so um go check it out i'm post every monday at 8 a.m you'll see a new post up and so lots of life hacks budget hacks everything in between
1: Cool deal. Well, thank you for joining me today. This was fun and we will have to pick another topic and, uh, and do it again. But until then, good luck with, uh, with all of your, your blogging and we'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes so everybody can check it out.
0: Sounds great. Thanks for having me.